0: I just have one word to say. con con condom. <laughs> Number one, I want more steps. <laughs> Number two, I want more steps. Number three, I want more steps. Number four, I want more steps. Cheetos, I want more steps. I want more steps. I want more steps. I want more specs. Cheeto. I just have one word to say. I want more specs. I want more specs. I want more
1: specs. Cheeto. Is the world flat? Yes.
2: I, I never thought about it, Woofy. Hello, welcome back to Deja the View.
3: The first episode of 2022, right? <laughs> <That rhyme. laughs> Deja the View does 2022.
2: Deja the flu.
3: <laughs> Good morning, America.
2: It's really sad and dark times because it happened. The View returned to the View from home, and we are now entering the revenge of the delay. <laughs> Return of the delay.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, they say there's no place like home for the holidays and that's exactly where we are today. So happy new year from all of our living rooms. (laughs) As you can see, we're back in boxes and doing the show remotely, hopefully for just a week. I'm praying that it's just a week, but you never know.
3: I did not think that we would be seeing the return to home. In 2022. And I didn't think that if I thought also if they did return home, that you (laughs) would go on strike and be like, can't do it. No more.
2: Not yet. I definitely thought they might do this. We talked about it a bit about how they definitely wouldn't have an audience when they came back. Yeah. But I had kind of hoped that there would be some time. where they were still in person before they went remote. Mm -hmm. But, unfortunately, they all started getting COVID.
1: Um, Why am I here instead of Whoopi? Well, Whoopi, unfortunately, tested positive over the break. And I came back to a COVID-positive husband. So Max got COVID,
0: and we had to quarantine within the house. I, too, tested positive uh, for COVID right before Christmas.
1: And Sarah... Sarah Haynes just found out that she's close contact. I can't believe this is going on like this. Everybody's getting it. I'm tired of the whole thing. Just before the show started, uh, I got a call
0: from Christine, our COVID nurse, and the PCR I took yesterday came out negative.
1: So uh, I am now uh, positive for COVID. Okay, you look you look good. You put yourself together really well today, I must say. And keep away from your husband, all right?
2: I guess they made the right call, but it is definitely, like, depressing times again on The View. Joy opened the first episode by saying it was for a week. Yeah. I don't know about that.
3: (laughs) I Here's the thing. On Monday, when she said it was for a week, I was optimistic. By the end of the week... (laughs) that had long gone and as host by host continued to get covid throughout the week or reveal that someone that they knew had had gotten it i knew (laughs) deep down that they would not be returning to studio this coming week
2: yeah and hard to say like will this be it for the rest of the season like Mm -hmm. who knows and it also presented an opportunity for yvette nicole brown to come back for a full week where she was broadcasting on some sort of Zoom background (laughs) that was like constantly moving around her.
3: I will say like Joy's setup has never looked better. It was oh yeah. Joy was impeccable. Oh yeah. It was amazing production value went into Joy's setup. Sunny's setup also looked fantastic. You could tell like who they sent professional equipment to, like who they sent a professional camera to and who they asked to simply use their like laptop webcam.
2: Yeah, who who they were prepared for and who they were not.
3: So I'm interested to see if they're going to commit to this long term and actually send the other people cameras for next week. But I liked Yvette Nicole Brown being there and i was also happy that they just committed to having her there so that we could test out what it's like when we're not forcing ourselves to try to put a conservative in the other seat
2: i i also just don't it's too bad that they don't give all of the conservative auditioners a full week yeah as well like i don't know why it has to be 2 days i assume because people like have jobs and have like scheduling things but Also, like I think most of them probably would just give up a week of their lives because they a lot of them seem to really want the job. So I don't even know. Like, is she is? I don't think Yvette is even like in the running, but she got a full week.
3: And if she has a professional camera on her come Monday, (laughs) then maybe they've made made their decision. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We also did get like a little check in from Whoopi throughout halfway through the week Mm -hmm. she called into the show wearing a shirt that said over it yep and joy asked her when did you realize that you had the rona (laughs) and she was like broadcasting from the same room that she did the show from like back in the day before they had the the backgrounds But the room was like messier than ever.
3: (laughs) I thought it was a different room because so my understanding, my interpretation was that she said that previously she would be downstairs, but she was recording from upstairs because she had been quarantining in the upstairs part of her house. So I thought that we were getting a whole different view of what was going on upstairs at Whoopi's
2: house. This was definitely the same place that she was before. And I don't mean messy. I It was just like a cluttered room in that clearly like that's the room that she must like just like throw her extra baby Yoda that's still in the package. It had a lot of
3: personality. Yeah. Several
2: shoe boxes stacked on top of one another. It's definitely like that sort of room for yeah. her. <laughs> but it was nice to see her. I also thought it was funny because Joy was, like, saying we were also worried about you because you had that really serious pneumonia. Mm -hmm. Were you worried? And Whoopi is like, no.
3: (laughs) Whoopi was so casual. This is why, like, the whole week was, like, was just I never knew what to expect because, like, Whoopi was off for the week because she had COVID. But when they spoke to her, she was, like, seemed to be in better health and in better spirits than any of them. (laughs) meanwhile we have like sunny who's recovering from covid um we have anna who has covid currently so i just thought that that was just interesting
2: (laughs) (laughs) very interesting very interesting i don't know the thing about the view from home is like it does offer some entertainment in the like awkwardness Mm -hmm. of it but But it gets old fast. Yeah. And like that delay is actually like it just kills everything. Like it's just terrible when someone makes a joke and then the other person doesn't hear it until 10 seconds later. And then the other person like repeats what they said because no one answered. It's just like it's just a mess. And like I don't I don't think I can do like a whole season of this mm-hmm. but you know it's just it just sucks but I guess this is the situation that we're in yeah and what can you do I I'd, I'd guess there's no way to not have a delay on the show or like whoever has the purse strings is like <laughs> refusing to open their purse and like fix it whatever it yeah. is
3: yeah like I think like the way that things are going it's probably unlikely that they'll get back to the studio this month I hope that they get back in time for Valentine's Day because as we've discussed they've really been going all out with the holiday decor and I would love to see what they have up their sleeves for Valentine's Day personally (laughs) I think there's a lot on the table Um, and I think that like I don't know if you listen to the news it sounds like this could be better by the end of the month so (laughs) that's what i'm holding on to
2: do you is that true or is that a joke
3: (laughs) no okay they say that based on the way that that the omerian um variant has been going uh in other countries it seems likely that it'll peak here by the end of january which means that we'd be back on a path to like how things were in the fall by february and march so that's something if that Helps you sleep at night, and that's something to hold on to for a little hope. Then please take that with you. <laughs> that's my gift to you.
2: Okay. Um. So I guess in View updates territory, there has been a lot of talk about filling the conservative seat on the View. Mm-hmm. Too all much. Season-
3: <laughs> Too much talk. <laughs>
2: all season long they've been bringing in these conservative guest hosts up until this week when they stopped <laughs> but there's been lots of there's been lots of talk in media outlets about mm-hmm. how difficult it has been finding this new co-host the view has changed host like so many times over the years that the fact that this particular hire is getting so much attention just shows like how many more people are paying attention to the show now than before mm-hmm. so first i wanted to talk about this article that came up in politico there's a woman named tara palmary and she wrote an article about the unicorn that the view is looking for okay and she claims that Six months into the audition process, the hosts of The View are pressuring the show to pick someone already. <laughs> There's no source that says that the hosts are pressuring right. um, anyone. But... She's
3: like, as an empath, I feel that. Like...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Me sensing that. <laughs> I'm so happy that empaths are like getting made fun of so much on TikTok because... I've always thought it was so stupid for someone to be like, yeah, I'm an empath. I just I feel things more than everyone else. Yeah.
3: And like, how do you know like, as an empath, like your anger or like as an empath, like your, um, like you being sad right now is really hurting me. It's like
2: yeah. go as an empath, go fuck yourself. Um, But yeah, Tara Palmieri, an empath, (laughs) is sensing that the hosts are pressuring the show to pick someone, but she does say that sources close to the show said that the search has stalled. Well, it definitely stalled this week, (laughs) as executives struggle to find a conservative cast member who checks all the right boxes. They will not consider a Republican who is a denier of the 2020 election results or embraced the Jan 6 insurrection or is seen as flirting too heavily with fringe conspiracy theories or the mega wing of the GOP. Okay. But at the same time, the host has to have credibility with mainstream Republicans, many of whom still support Donald Trump. This is what the source is saying.
3: Right. It's like, okay, I just have to say that basically this empath has described anna but okay moving on
2: the then there's a quote saying the problem is that they bring people on under the mantle that this woman is a conservative when they're never trump so they don't represent the country said one of the rotating guest hosts so someone who's mad that they didn't have <laughs> a job at the same time, the anti-Trump conservative can't be seen as too chummy with the other co-hosts as the network's market research shows that the audience wants to see the women spar. Sources said this has hurt the chances of Anna Navarro, a regular fill-in on the conservative chair who worked as a circuit for Joe Biden in 2020. She is perceived by the producers as too friendly with the other hosts and not a traditional Republican.
3: I wonder if, like, Sunny read that article and in a way, she was like trying to throw Anna a bone and like help her out when she was like kind of dragging her about the Republican Party this week.
2: Yeah, that is a thing that did happen. That's a good, that's, I mean, I don't think that's actually like Sonny's line of thinking, uh-huh. but like, yeah, maybe that is related to why Sonny did that.
1: Mm.
0: Anna, that sounds okay. great, but 58% of Republicans, your party, which you're still a part of, uh, say that Biden wasn't, uh, you know, legitimately elected to the White House, even though there have been audits, even though there have been investigations in a half dozen states, debunked, you know, all of those claims of voter fraud. But your party, 58, percent the majority, still believes that. So, what is the answer to that? Well, the answer to that when is we come like back, when, when we don't Kissinger.
1: speak, don't speak, don't <laughs> speak.
2: I do think this is like what is being said here about Anna is probably exactly true except yeah. for they referred to her as a fill in which i'm like mm. tired of people framing anna as a fill in when she's on the show every single week and is a part time co host yeah. but but yeah i think like perhaps like that is kind of sunny's line of thinking too because some people were dm'ing us being like why do you think sunny decided to call out anna in this hot topic mm-hmm. for being a republican And, like, asking her, why do you still identify as a Republican? But me, an empath, I was, like, (laughs) I took it as, like, Sunny probably senses that there's been no, like, conflicting views in a long time. And she's trying to, like, do everyone a favor by, like, poking Anna on this a little bit. Which is kind of really the only thing that you can kind of come for Anna on. Yeah. But... Either that or, like, they're not as bestie as we thought. But I think they are bestie. And I think this is just Sunny trying to be a team player. and. I honestly think so. And also, like, help Anna by, like
3: yeah but, uh, and like causing re- a
2: little tension. yeah,
3: and also like reminding everyone that Anna is a Republican because in all of these articles and all of these conversations that people have, everyone just ignores the fact that Anna is a Republican. So Sonny was like, once again, let me throw the show on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Do the heavy lifting for everyone, but it yeah. didn't work because
2: Anna didn't have a chance to respond, yeah. Anna could hardly say one word before Joy oh, was like, yeah. Don't speak. Don't speak. We're yeah. going to break and we'll continue this later. Oh which my is God. actually
3: who is trying to like <laughs> jeopardize like who's trying to sabotage Anna's potential for like a headlining moment?
2: I know. And this is definitely that something that like has been asked of Anna before on mm-hmm. the show, but it's always been by Megan McCain. And it's always really fired Anna up and she's always like come hard back at Mm -hmm. Megan or whoever has been asking her this. But this time it was coming from a friend and I feel like we would have gotten like a completely different answer this time. And it just sucks that that was cut off and then never addressed again. And it was like the first time in so long that Mm. there maybe could have been like an interesting discussion with like different views yeah so it's too bad that that happened but yeah I do think this is the problem with Anna or like I don't think it's a problem I think Anna's like seat there is valid and I think like she belongs but I think that's why she's not the like quote-unquote conservative chair yeah but I also think like Anna as part-time co-host is fine like Anna is on the show once a week usually, and she tends to be the most iconic thing that happened that week, every yeah. week. Yeah. So what's the big deal if she's not on five days a week? she bring it to you every ball. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by that, I mean her props. <laughs> she always brings props.
3: She literally brings balls and other props. I hate that, like, when people are talking about the lack of Republican or conservative, that they just, like, completely act like Anna doesn't exist. It really irritates me. And so if Sunny is trying to remind people, then I'm very happy for that. And I hope that there are more opportunities at The View from Home next week for more of that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But back to this article. It then goes on to say, this is from allegedly a former show staffer saying they're really looking for a unicorn. They want someone who's going to fight, but not too hard because they don't want it to be ugly and bickering. So that's like the gist of this article Okay, that they're never going to get it.
3: (laughs) I do want to say that when, whenever I hear that someone's looking for a unicorn, I all I, the only context that I know of that in is like on like dating apps um and I don't know if this is like a thing that happens to like anything anyone other than like like gay women, but like when you're on an app, every person like every second person is like a a quote unquote a couple looking for a unicorn who wants to play um <laughs> and i feel like in both that scenario and in the views unicorn search the only um fitting person is abby huntsman so <laughs> i just feel like they should just give up this facade and just ask go go back with their tail between their legs and ask abby to come back
2: i'm sure they have <laughs> <laughs> so this article had legs because S- speaking Did of Abby
3: slim legs
2: <laughs> speaking of legs <laughs> they ended up I was I saw that a show on MSNBC like they ended up having a whole entire segment on this article with like a panel of people along with the author and they like had a whole discussion about like how the view is gonna have a really hard time choosing this unicorn mm-hmm. and Again, like, that speaks to, like, how many people actually care about The View all of a sudden now. Yeah. There was also another article that came out today in the New York Post about this same topic, but this one is slightly more weird in, like, who they went to for their sources. So the article says, Help Wanted, a conservative co-host for The View who comes with a seal of approval from liberals and a guarantee that she won't upstage the other women on the show. That seemingly impossible job description, say sources connected to ABC's top rated daytime show, is why The View can't find or hold on to a permanent conservative female co-host to join the liberal to moderate mainstay six months after the tense departure of Meghan McCain. Quote, it's driving whoopee crazy. A former ABC News executive told the Post having people come in and out with no one permanent interrupts the flow.
3: I wanna say, as an empath, I feel like Barbara Fidita gave that quote because <laughs> she's trying to be like, see how crazy it is when I'm not there hiring new talent? It's driving Whoopi crazy.
2: Probably, but like how does she know? That was whoop- like, who is Whoopi talking to? Yeah,
3: she's, she's lying. lying.
2: You're lying. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> it's hard to believe, actually, that this is driving Whoopi crazy. Like,
3: <laughs> there's a zero percent chance that it's driving Whoopi crazy.
2: <laughs> okay, so it goes on to say, but some wonder why a conservative outcast would even want to join. Don't underestimate how mean some of the people at the table can be, the same executive said. There are those who want to sign on. There are those who won't want to sign on because of that. It does make sense. I mean, Barbara Fudita is like the only ABC News executive that I can even think of. So it's easy to blame her, but like, sure. Like, yeah, it, it sounds if, it, if I know if it Barbara, like a if, Fajita, I,
3: if I know Barbara Fadita and I do, <laughs> this sounds exactly like her.
2: <laughs> you know, I tweet all the time and yeah. I live and breathe. Allegedly uh, goes on to say current executive producer Brian Teta is too much of a people pleaser. The panel runs right over him. He won't want to choose someone that will make the others mad. So I really wonder who's making the casting decisions over there now.
3: Typical Barbara Fidita. (laughs) (laughs) Stirring the pot like this.
2: But I also... I don't even know if Brian, like, has ever been making the casting decisions. Yeah. I'm sure he has a say. But, like, based on what he said on the Behind the Table Mm -hmm. podcast it doesn't really sound like he just gets to pick someone. Like, no. He was the one saying that the best political discussions on the show haven't come from political commentators. They've come from former Survivor players mm-hmm. and Rosie O'Donnell, mm-hmm. former Survivor fan. And then if you look at all of the people that have been auditioning, they've all been political commentators. True. So, like, it's clearly not Brian just going through – all of his top picks. Like, there's got to be a lot of different people that have a say in this. And I'm sure that, yeah. Whoever has
3: Barbara's, new like, job is the person who's, like, picking people. So I don't think it's fair to, like, be like, Brian has no control and he's letting the hosts pick for him.
2: This is a very messy article (laughs) already. Okay, but then... They move on from this former executive and they start going to people like Candace Owens for comments. comment. Oh my God. So she says the view hasn't had a conservative in a long time. It was kind of a joke to hire Meghan McCain in the Trump era. She was not reflecting the views of conservatives in the country and she was lambasting us. They have a fear of having a true conservative on the network These ladies aren't exactly the most intellectual ladies. I don't think they work in truth. And then she says, yes, of course, I would take the job.
3: (laughs) That was the thing. Well, that was the thing about the former executives thing saying that, like, they don't know if someone would actually take it. It's like, of course, someone would take it. They're being offered a high paid position to be on TV every day to say their stupid ideas Obviously, you're gonna find someone who's gonna want that.
2: Yeah, it has a bigger platform than Fox News. Yes, or like it has a more wide-reaching audience. Yeah, they also went to Ann Coulter for comment.
3: It, did they just like so who? <laughs> who has this like address book of like demon Demons. spawn? <laughs> They're like, and <laughs> sources tell the crypt keeper. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ann Coulter also says that she would also take the job. Of course. But they wouldn't pick her. She says they don't mean what they say. You might be exposing a double secret requirement must be dumb, easy to push around, Republican. But Ann, they're not going to hire someone who's like an open racist yeah. to be on network television. Yeah. They're not going to do that.
3: It's like it still has to be someone who you can hold a
2: conversation with. And then it a source says they will never take Ann Coulter. Well, who is asking? Yeah. They're really looking for someone who can have polite arguments to raise the ratings without getting too aggressive. They're also not looking for someone who could possibly win an argument.
3: The Them saying they won't hire a true conservative and then giving those examples is like, Well, then, to you, does a true conservative mean someone who's, like, racist and homophobic and transphobic? Because those are the examples you're giving me.
2: To Ann Coulter and Candace Owens? Like, yeah, I guess. And (laughs) I think, like, that is the entire issue here is that, like, to be a conservative slash Republican Mm -hmm. now in the post-Trump world just, like, means something so different than it used to. Yeah. Not that it was ever great, but like it's different now, and mm-hmm. I I wish that they were like considering more like not having that on the yeah. panel because like I do think they are looking for something that doesn't really exist, and the only reason that it sort of existed with Megan is because Megan's views were all over the place on the day. Mm-hmm. The article goes on to say the fundamental problem here is that all of these is all of those conditions about what kind of conservative they want to come on the show. An insider said there's no conditions for what some kind of liberal could be on the show from the get go. It's not a hand that's fair. While the view is scrambling to figure out whether someone they want to have on is too conservative or not. They do not pay their talent any maternity leave. Well, thanks for the quote, Megan. (laughs) Like, it's literally just Megan McCain. It's
3: literally Megan,
2: Who is the only person that's been criticizing the show yeah. about not paying their talent? Yes. And who would anonymously give a quote to the New York yes. Post?
3: Who would be quoted amongst the likes of Anne Kaulder? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, like, they weren't asking about, like, what does not paying maternity leave have to do with the discussion at hand. Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So it's Megan. Yes. Hi, Megan. Hi, Megan. So if the article wasn't like ridiculous already, they then go to Debbie Matenopoulos for oh comment. Oh my god. So it says Debbie Matenopoulos, now forty-seven, because that's <laughs> important.
3: Oh my god
2: was chosen by Walters herself for the original cast of The View and co-hosted on the show for two years. She came back in October as part of its Flashback Friday series and said at the time that Anna Navarro, a regular recurring guest, was mean and nasty to her. Mattanopoulos told The Post she got intel that made her think The View producers brought her back as part of a ploy for the other hosts' contract negotiations. (laughs) What? Debbie, an empath, was feeling <laughs> that she what? was brought back as part of a ploy to mess with the other host's contract negotiation. Like, are you sure you weren't brought back for Flashback Friday like all yeah. the other hosts? So was Lisa Ling brought back to fuck she's with She's
3: like, I feel in this room that I'm being brought back as like, Uh, to scare the other hosts like if you guys don't take this lower amount of money we're gonna bring Debbie back full time and they just happened to do that on a Friday on a day when they were bringing back all other previous hosts got it
2: she then goes on to say I think Sarah Haynes contract was up and they were messing with her I think I was a pawn a ploy in their game and then they thought I was going to take Anna Navarro's job I don't understand, why are Sarah's contract... Why is her contract up in October, <laughs> one month into the new season? Why wouldn't her contract have been signed at least over the summer?
3: This feels like if you like went to a Harry Styles concert and you like made eye contact with him for one... You felt like you made eye contact with him for one second in the audience... And then like the next day, there was like news that he broke up with his girlfriend. And you're like, guys, (laughs) I think (laughs) Harry Styles making eye contact with me. Like, I think he fell in love. I think that I'm the reason why him and Olivia Wilde broke up. This to me is like that level of delusion.
2: It's either Debbie Matinopoulos is batshit crazy (laughs) or she truly knows something that we don't know. And sounds yeah. crazy because she knows so much that yeah. she sounds crazy. Yeah,
3: she's like a t- if a time traveler came and like told us something. <laughs> we would be like, they're so insane, crazy. lock yeah. them up. Yeah.
2: But she when you think back to like how she said that Anna Navarro was mean to her mm-hmm. and then now she's saying that she was up for Anna Navarro's job, mm-hmm. it's like well, maybe there was some truth to that, or maybe that was a rumor going around, and maybe that's why Anna was mean to her. Right. <laughs> However.
3: As an empath, I think I would <laughs> need to be in the room with both of them to, like, really feel
2: what's going on. Yeah. It's something Something about Debbie. I'm not... I also think she's going through a weird time, like she just lost her job at Hallmark, she's selling skincare products now.
3: That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that the stress and the weirdness of no longer being on the Hallmark holiday beat was probably a lot to handle. And maybe it set her into, like, a state of paranoia and thinking that there was, like, more behind her being on The View as opposed to literally just them inviting every single host back.
2: Yeah. She's angling for press because she need, she's looking for her next, like, Christian radio opportunity mm-hmm. or yeah. something. But then Debbie said, The View is no longer her kind of place, and she's not even sure that she'd want to come back. Okay. <laughs> Just like Ann Coulter, I don't think anyone was asking. Yeah. She says, the show has changed so dramatically. It used to be so light and fun. A bunch of women sitting at a table and saying where they were coming from. It's now a hardcore political show, which I don't think was ever Barbara's intention. Whatever Republican person they get, I hope she maybe talks more like the women at home with three kids and less like she writes for Politico. Mm. they need someone with a big heart who will help heal the country, not continue to divide it. I
3: have to agree with her on that, only because um, if Barry Weiss gets hired, I'll be forced to never watch again. Um, Yeah. So I do hope that it's someone more like what she's describing, as opposed to someone which, and the way that she described someone who writes for Politico, I just immediately thought of, like, a Barry Weiss.
2: Yeah, I... I agree, but I also don't think the show is, like, this season, I don't think it's been a hardcore political show. I think it actually has been pretty lighthearted and fun. Yes. As well as talking about politics, but whatever. Either someone is playing quite a little game with Miss (laughs) Debbie, or she's a psychopath.
3: Yeah. It's like she is, like, every morning she wakes up and there's, like, a box on her doorstep (laughs) with, like, a weird little trinket. Like an animal bone, a chicken wing, a weird stone from the lake that of the vacation town that she went to as a child, a hair bow that she wore in an, in an old school photograph. Like someone is just like taunting her.
2: And it's Barbara. <laughs> and it's Barbara
3: Fedida.
0: I live and breathe allegedly.
2: Okay, well. Is there anyone that you think should join the cast in this conservative seat?
3: No. Have no. I've like we've talked about this before. I and I still feel the same. Like I think that I think that they're underutilizing the people who they currently have and they're overlooking the people who they have. So like I feel like when they always keep bringing in this super political conservative person, it's like they all have to pay attention to what that, that person's saying. And I think that they should just like do kind of what's what Sonny was maybe trying to do, which is like dive into like the um intricacies of what they already have because mm-hmm. we haven't really seen a discussion of them disagreeing or them sharing their views amongst themselves it's always like centered around this new person's view. So I just think that they should quit, just stop.
2: I think you do have a point in that like when Megan left, everyone was suddenly like started realizing that Sunny has like some issues with abortion mm-hmm. and started like realizing that Sarah has some views that like weren't super liberal. And Mm -hmm. I think, like, yeah, like, the conservative does kind of get all the attention. I just think, like, the whole... If there is, like, this big issue with finding this unicorn, like, again, like, we've been saying it. Like, they. I wish they were more willing to, like, consider a new strategy for the show Mm -hmm. and consider bringing in some people that are far left. Because I think that would shake up the discussion so much, Sunny was asked about this in an interview in the Cut, and she said, "No, like Joy is as liberal as they come. (laughs) Maybe like before, but not really in practice. Like in what she says on the show now, like she's the she will sit there and just like list off of like a hundred things she loves about Joe Biden, like off the drop of a hat.
3: Like I think like having someone who's an extremely progressive." like on the left would give them a lot to talk about and they don't even realize that because they don't even know that it's there and we need someone younger because I was like thinking about this today like the jokes about like like Joy will is probably the one who makes the most jokes about like them all being old and stuff and it's like that is starting to just like apply to the entire panel like she'll make jokes about them all being old and it's like well (laughs) Then maybe let's get someone younger in here who, like, does challenge your opinions about stuff.
2: Yeah, and, like, they did, like, a hot topic about Tristan Thompson Mm -hmm. uh, cheating on Chloe again or something. And I just was thinking, like, who, I don't know who even, what audience is that for? (laughs) Because, like, you guys don't care about it, but I also don't know anyone who, like,
3: I mean, that just might be more of, like, a gay, like, I think that
2: (laughs) straight people care about it.
3: Straight people care. I think that straight people care. So, like, maybe that's more specific to us.
2: (laughs) I don't know. You're like, they were
3: not talking about this on RuPaul's Drag Race.
2: (laughs) I just think, like, if that's, like, their pop culture beat, why don't you just talk about Elmo and Rocco? Because, like, people (laughs) are talking about that.
3: Here's the thing, like someone like Kiki Palmer could talk about the Tristan Thompson thing and could also talk about the Elmo and Rocco thing. Yeah. It's like they need to Even find like someone Sherry. who's like, they need to find someone who's like well versed in like the really mainstream pop culture topics, but also in the more in the topics that almost like only exist on social media, you know?
2: Yeah, I guess like I was thinking Rosie O'Donnell is probably the most like left person they've ever had. Yeah. And any time that Rosie offered an opinion that was like super out there, it never went well for her. Uh-huh. But then it always was true in the end, it like aged years so later. So well, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of funny, like to think about. Mm-hmm. At times on the panel, like Rosie was made out to be like emotional yeah. and like intense, but then like she always would end up being right, but yeah. not recognized until years later.
3: Well, that's like literally the whole thing about being progressive, much like Christina Aguilera's album. It's ahead of its time. (laughs) And so that's why Rosie's opinions have aged so well. And then other people have aged like milk.
2: I was thinking just now about how like there was a clip that was going around on Twitter for a bit where Whoopi made an appearance on this show called The Shop. And I don't really know what it was, but it had a bunch of other people. And they were talking about, like, establishment Democrat types. Okay. And Whoopi was there, and it got into this, like, heated discussion where Whoopi was, like, defending, like, all of the work that Democrats have done to get to where we are and just got really, like, passionate in her response. Look at what's happening with the Democrats. You've two existing bodies. you got the new woke party that movement and then you got the establishment and they're eating each other alive you You know what what? that's the truth that is not so it is
0: not so stop listening to the media who is leading you in a direction that is bullshit that's what you're hearing we've been doing all that work that all these five-year-olds say well y'all haven't been doing that bullshit what do you think how do you think apartheid changed? we did that that's what joe biden did that's Nobody does everything the way you want them to do it. But goddamn, do not put down the people whose shoulders you're standing on. You are standing on our shoulders and we are holding the line. And for people to say, you're an uninspiring, fuck you, uninspiring. What are you inspiring? Not you, personally.
2: They could be getting that from Whoopi. Like, Whoopi could be defending her views, like, in a nuanced way, as opposed to just, like, saying the same thing every day about like abortion uh like Mm anti-vaxxers like we could be getting new sides to everyone at the panel yeah I don't know it's just too bad that like they won't go that way but or even just like try it on would be fun but I don't I also don't want to just be like a broken record because it's not (laughs) happening so unless Rosie is coming back it doesn't seem to be happening
3: Which is also never happening.
2: Yeah, speaking of things that are never happening. (laughs) Oh, also, like, what about Melissa Joan Hart?
3: What about Melissa Joan Hart? Like, can she try out? I think that she would be way out of her uh, abilities. I feel like it would kind of be like when Candace was on.
2: If Elizabeth were trying out today, yeah. people would say the same thing. I, but wouldn't I wouldn't say
3: the same thing because I loved Elizabeth and I believed in her wholeheartedly. However, Melissa, Joan, <laughs> I don't know.
2: Well, she's probably anti-vax anyway.
3: I don't want to see her on The View. I'm sorry.
2: Things I don't want to see? <laughs> that.
3: Things that aren't for my girls? That.
2: I would like to see people like that audition though i mean not necessarily people with her exact weird views mm-hmm. but like actresses yeah you know reality stars yeah
3: yes i agree and i would even if they don't end up getting it i'd like to see them in the audition process yes <laughs> i think it would be entertaining
2: the last time they did this whole thing they were audition. They were trying to audition like more pop culture people, mm-hmm. and we got to see Naya Rivera on yeah. the show all the time. We got to see Michelle Williams on the show yes. for like weeks. Stacey London, like, yeah. We need to dig deep and find these <laughs> weird Let's, conservative yeah. celebrities. Let's
3: go through every member of Fifth Harmony except for Camilla,
2: <laughs> but she's the probably the Republican one. Oh, okay. Let's get Camilla. <laughs> Let's- We need Camila Cabello on the View. Get it trending.
3: I agree. I think that they really should dive into the pop culture people because sometimes the the best and funniest political uh, statements come from that.
2: Yeah, like where is Jesse Nelson landing <laughs> on all of this? We need to hear from her.
3: We need to hear Jesse Nelson's views on the
2: insurrection. (laughs) Wait, didn't someone told me recently that Sarah Michelle Geller could be, you know.
3: I would. That is like, see, so now we're now we're cooking with gas. Like, that is a great person.
2: But it was said in like a group chat and Mm. it could have been complete joking around. Well,
3: either way, that is a person who I'd love to see auditioning. Uh, the Jennifer Love Hewitts of the world. The Rachel Lee Cooks. Anyone with three names?
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, she's a former Republican, at least, because this Just Jared article, wow. I know it wasn't pop crave, mm-hmm. so I can't necessarily trust it, but it says Sarah Michelle Geller is voting for Hillary Clinton despite Republican okay. past.
3: So if, Okay, get yeah, her on great. the gosh darn If program. you were famous, if you peaked um, with a series or a, a popular movie franchise in the 90s and early 2000s and you have three names then you need to be auditioning. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly the type of people that I would like to see auditioning. Hayden Panettiere, audition. Yes.
2: Are you a Republican Snow. or Britney are Snow. you just Southern?
3: Britney Snow. Has anyone given more Republican energy than Britney Snow? Audition. <laughs>
2: And if they're not Republican, they are actresses. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they can play the part, baby. Acting. <laughs> Give us Sorry. one day with Barbara Fidita's old job and we will fix this problem. Whoopi, yes. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> You're, you guys are in a crisis. We're on our way.
2: <laughs> well, I was thinking, why not? Talk about some sizzling
3: hot topics. What hot topics are you doing?
2: So the view from home brought us a lot of talk of January 6th. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it was relevant (laughs) because it was the anniversary. They talked about that quite a lot, which was fine. They also talked about AOC getting flack for going on vacation to Miami Mm -hmm. they had Bob Woodward on the show Mm -hmm. if
0: Bob Woodward said hey Megan what did you have for breakfast I'd say off the record Bob no comment
2: and they had Stacey Abrams on to Mm -hmm. promote a children's book that she wrote yeah so I don't want to talk about any of that stuff (laughs) but here are some things that like we can talk about I thought it's kind of interesting what they were talking about that is going on in Chicago mm-hmm. with the schools because apparently the schools there are struggling with whether kids should be back in the classroom or if it should mm-hmm. be remote learning. And there's been all of this drama because the schools have just simply closed because there's this like standoff between the teachers' union and the mayor, mm-hmm. and the mayor is saying she wants everyone back in school, and she even said that the kids are being held hostage.
3: And she said that, like, it, so instead of, like, working with them to find, like, a virtual option, she was like, if you don't show up to work, you don't get paid. There's no such thing as a strike.
2: Yeah, she called it an unlawful strike. Yeah. Um, and the teachers' union is just saying, like, it doesn't feel safe, and the city hasn't done enough to ensure that everyone can return safely. Yeah. Which, like, of course I believe that. Like, that's uh-huh. same everywhere. And the union is saying that they wanted to do remote learning for at least a week or two. Mm-hmm. And so they talked about this on The View, and... Sunny talked about how teachers are underpaid and deserve to be safe in the work environment. Mm -hmm. Yvette Nicole Brown agreed with her. Anna was like, why is it the mayor that (laughs) is like the one talking about this and not like the board of education or something like and Joy said why don't they give them the option to stay home if they want like some people might be okay with remote learning, others might not Uh which is like kind of a good idea but then also not because like it's a privilege to stay at home as opposed to like going to school where it's not safe if you don't want to
3: it sucks for everyone because it's like yeah it like I think like most people are experiencing this right now where it's like it really sucks for everybody because like there are pros and cons about both scenarios and their safety is obviously like the number one thing but it also like is really really difficult for parents and for the kids who who are staying at home but what's crazy about this is that like they're not even working towards like trying to do a virtual thing lori Lightfoot, who you want to talk about unlawful strike honey that suit that suit <laughs> <laughs> the fit on the suits you've been wearing for the last year are unlawful okay you want to talk about unlawful honey the loafers with the suits that don't fit that's unlawful you want to talk about strike? Baby, your tailor's been on strike for a year. <laughs> <laughs> so she wants to talk about us them striking as unlawful and not even like work with them to find a solution that works for the teachers and the kids. It just tells me that she doesn't actually give a fart or a shit about the kids. And it's it really just comes down to like a money thing.
2: Yeah, I don't know anything about this mayor except that there was a hot topic during the last time they did the view from home about her because there was all this controversy because she had gone to get an illegal haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I just I can't believe that we're like, but I can believe that we're this deep into the pandemic and yeah. no one has created any new systems for coping with this no one yes. has th- like implemented anything new besides no. wearing masks that actually make our spaces like schools safer yeah no one has worked out the kinks of remote no. learning like no one's figured out like and
3: if anything we've gone backwards because at least the first time that this when it this first all happened we were like calling teachers heroes and people were getting min- minuscule amounts of of monetary funding from the governments to help and support them, but at least it was something. And now the government isn't even giving those amounts. They're like, you're on your own.
2: All of this stuff that's happening is super predictable, but like you didn't want it to unfold this way. Yeah. The way that like capitalism is just like controlling Mm -hmm. our response to the pandemic. Yeah. Everything that is like for fun and everything that is good is illegal and the only thing that is not illegal is going to work. work
3: yeah it's like if you can pack a factory full of workers then you can pack a beach full of people trying to have a moment of relaxation and fun yeah you know like there's literally no difference and covid doesn't care if you're at work or not yeah so like the whole like guilt and the shaming is extremely 2020 and it and it's very over
2: (laughs) yeah now i'm just like what time's the uprising
3: yeah (laughs) yeah and it's also like very telling that they were like we have to reduce the amount of time that people are isolating because we can't handle people being not at work for 10 days and it was like very telling that like all of this falls if everyone stays home for 10 days yeah so like guys we just need to pick a date (laughs) mark it on your calendar don't work for 10 days and then we can like hit the reset and try try this thing all over again it's there's no right or wrong there's no right answer it just sucks but lori lightfoot um who just like has to be some of the worst lesbian representation we've had in (laughs) mainstream media in a while (laughs) i have to say
2: Anyways, let's move on to something that brought me a lot of joy,
3: which yeah. is this
2: topic that they did about. I love when they do topics about advice columns. Yes. <laughs> so, a woman made a troubling discovery when she found a list her husband was keeping of every argument they had ever had in the past year. And she asked for advice on slate.com about how concerned she should be. Would you like me to read the her question?
3: Yeah, please.
2: I am married to a very smart, very calm man. We get along well. I'm a stay-at-home mom at the moment, and we have a lovely toddler. I, like a lot of moms, feel like a lot of my efforts are unseen, and it resulted in a fight the other night. It was nothing particularly toxic, but when he left for a meeting, he left his computer on. It didn't take much to find a list that he's been keeping for a year of every quarrel that he has had with me. He's kept a list of things he feels I bullied him into, times when he felt like he was in the right. It's all there. This whole time, I've asked him explicitly, are we okay? And he says we're fine, but there's a list. And now I have no idea what to do. I was snooping, so do I acknowledge that as well as the fact that he's keeping an active list of grievances? Do I go through the list and try to address each time I was wrong and just pretend that I was doing this by chance? There are are things on there that I've always been super insecure about and convinced myself that he wasn't bothered by. I'm honestly so thrown off by this. What should I do? Is this divorce territory? And the advice that she got was, that's not that bad. He didn't cheat. (laughs) 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 And he didn't remove you from his life insurance policy.
3: Oh, my God. And then
2: they were like, in the same way that you went behind his back and wrote this letter to me, he wrote a list about you.
3: (laughs) Cleared her. And
2: she was like, should he feel betrayed by this?
3: Oh, my God. Wow. They had no patience for her. Yeah. (laughs)
2: This
3: is, this topic was a real gift. Everyone had a lot of good things to say. Serious and not serious. I personally related to Joy's uh, response because they were kind of talking about like, if you're snooping for things, then there's already a problem. And they were all in agreement except Joy, who was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> But if you're snooping,
0: you, you've you already, the, the relationship's already in trouble if you're checking phones and computers. You gotta know that. If you're snooping, you already know something's wrong. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's just curiosity, maybe. You know, you don't have to be suspicious.
3: <laughs> um, but Yvette Nicole Brown brought a lot of good things to the table for this because she was like, if your, if your list is things that just like annoy you about the person, that's like like little things like they don't replace the toilet paper or like they leave their like shoes out. That's different from like a problem about the person as like a fundamental thing about the person like she was like if you have a problem with my sarcasm like that's not going away
2: yeah but the real star of this conversation Mm -hmm. was anna who came prepared with a bit of prop comedy yes and she said that she had been snooping on her husband al's things and she just came across his list and then proceeded to hold up a paper that she had written in Sharpie that said, number one, I want more sex, et cetera, et cetera. Buy more Cheetos, I want more sex.
0: But I, you know, today I was snooping in Al's things and I found his list. Number one, I want more sex. Number two, I want more sex. Number three, I want more sex. Number four, buy more Cheetos. I want more sex.
2: (laughs) That poor man. I feel sorry for your husband. She was so ready for this moment.
3: She also, like, not only is her, like, instinct to have that prepared amazing but to me it's like the fact that she will persevere through a joke even when like no one's laughing yet you know what i mean yeah she will commit to the bit until every single person is laughing
2: yes and it's such a tragedy that there's no live audience to hear yeah. her comedy oh my God.
3: anymore that would have killed <laughs>
2: like just as much as it kills joy to not have that it's killing yeah. anna because yeah she would have gotten a standing ovation for yes. this type of <laughs> prop comedy <laughs> yes carrot top found dead yeah <laughs> She also, like, read Joy for Filth at the end because Joy just was casually saying that somebody once said that the secret to longevity is good health and a bad memory. And Anna replies, then you're going to live to be 150 years old, Joy.
1: (laughs) But, you know, somebody once said the secret to longevity is uh, good health and a bad memory. So Mm. that's your point, Sonny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, uh, Joel, you're going to live to be 150. (laughs) (laughs) I do not I have what Italian all-time is. We forget everything but a grudge.
3: In that topic, um, Anna also said something really funny where she was like, one of my ex-boyfriends said that any time we would fight, I would get hysterical and I would get historical
1: because...
3: (laughs) I would bring up every argument that we had ever had. That really stayed with me.
2: Anna has just been so on fire with the comedy this whole week. Like, just being the only, like, lighthearted thing about the show, really. Because she... Also, in talking about Elizabeth Holmes and the, like, sentencing that's going on with her, like, she gave us a full-on snatch game...
0: (laughs) And we saw it was Elizabeth Elizabeth Holmes. When you look back at her, it's such an act, right? She's like in the in the black turtleneck. Hell, I look like Elizabeth Holmes now, just you know, a fat Latina Elizabeth Holmes. Maybe if I just ask, uh, if I use a voice like this, I can get Jim uh, Murdoch to invest in my anti-aging serum.
3: She was even wearing the black turtleneck. <laughs> Yeah. And acknowledged it.
2: Like, she's just a gift, and I need people to stop referring to her as the fill in.
3: Yeah. The fill in or the guest. She's not a guest.
2: This is her house. This is her house. She's not ringing the doorbell. <laughs> she's not even taking her shoes off. <laughs> I don't mean to keep making this about Elizabeth Holmes. Please do. But I just remembered at one point, there. Sunny was saying, like, the reason why Elizabeth Holmes was able to get people to believe this crock of shit that she was selling mm-hmm. has a lot to do with the packaging, the fact that she was, yeah. like, a skinny, white, blonde woman. That's, like, part of what made her so convincing. Mm-hmm. And when it gets to Yvette Nicole Brown, she's like, I agree with what the lady said. <laughs> <laughs> And Fully calls Sunny the lady. No one checked to see
0: if she actually had a new way to check your blood for diseases. But because she came, as the lady said, in the right packaging, they let it flow. The lady said, the lady said,
3: the lady.
2: And that is all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you'd like to say, Elizabeth?
3: I think that's it.
2: That's it for us.
3: Always love being on.
2: If today is anyone's birthday, happy birthday. <laughs> if anyone's celebrating anything, this episode was dedicated to you. <laughs> and on that note, I hope that everyone has a great day and can take a little bit of time to enjoy Rosie and Lee on TikTok. Hit it Abby.
3: That's all folks. See you later. John Hansman the real job creator. Come join us. G-O-P-O-P.
1: Get the vaccination. Get it. Be safe. We're bringing husbands.